Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Picket Pizzazz has taken Pittsburgh by storm it is i rob paul aka the last guy who thinks a quarterback is worthy of offensive rookie of the year this season and with me as always is aj sam howell for rookie of the year marquise he's got a chance this week rob that's that's all saying don't forget i had a dreamy through five touchdowns yeah it's coming this week today we're talking all the best and worst nfl rookies from week 17 of the nfl season Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Rising Tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right, before we get into it today, just quickly wanted to touch on uh, Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin. Um, happy to hear things are trending in the right direction. Obviously, one of the uh, most terrifying moments, I think, of the vast majority of NFL fans' mm-hmm. fandom. Um, I've never been so scared watching something on a football field before. And I think overall, we just hope this is a bit of a catalyst for positive change in the game. Um, glad everything is turning out as well as I think it possibly could, given the situation. Uh, and awesome what um, has, has happened with his, his foundation, with all the money raised for that. I think like over $60 million now, I think I last heard. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously this goes beyond just football and what goes on on the field good to see there are true leaders in in the nfl in in guys like sean mcdermott Mm -hmm. um zach taylor i mean josh allen some like stefan diggs what taking the uber to the hospital night of and on his own dime and and talking his way in yeah i mean 
I think we've seen a lot of the good in humanity the last couple of days, despite such a uh, terrifying, scary, and sad thing. But um, it it looks like it could turn out again as well as it could give yeah. the situation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, and the people who responded on the field, of course. I think they said today, like it was under a minute from the the hit happening to him getting a medical treatment. So, like I on on the field and. Yeah, I mean, terrifying like you said, but I'm very glad that it's trending the way it is trending and all the news have been pretty, you know, obviously there's a long way to go, but positive, so. There's no good transition here, but uh, moving on to the East-West Shrine game where we've had uh, a couple acceptances, nothing new in Senior Bowl or NFL Draft Declaration news. Uh, Obviously, as we get closer to the deadline and the actual Senior Bowl week, We'll hear a lot more of those, I am sure. But for now, just three quick East-West Shrine Bowl acceptances. Toledo defensive lineman Dijuan Johnson, my guy. USC corner Micaiah Blackman and Minnesota DB Jordan Howden. Yeah, your guy. Congrats, Rob. Uh, I think Blackman's the most interesting of the trio here. Yep. Uh, played a pretty strong game against Tulane. Uh, didn't talk about him too much. But, yeah, no, I think he's got he's got the best chance to be a uh, – I don't know, like – it's kind of been an up and down season, but the the highs were pretty pretty quality from Blackman. And again, we've talked about that USC defense. Yeah, wasn't a whole lot of help around him, but no, second best player on that defense. Definitely the second best player on that team. And not saying too much, but he definitely was. And obviously, a guy that should be drafted. And uh, a, a a guy too who I think maybe his NFL future is at nickel kind of mm-hmm. um, combo of because of his feistiness, his, his short area quickness, lacks some size. Uh, but overall, if you played defensive back for Colorado in 2021 and transferred, you're probably getting drafted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did Colorado have the best secondary in college football history for a team that was so irrelevant? Yeah, Colorado was DBU. I've been saying it, and that's why uh, that's why we got Dion we got there. there. Exactly. But yeah, Christian Gonzalez, Makai Blackman, Mark Perry. Yeah. Christian Gonzalez might be the first corner drafted. Makai Blackman was the best defensive back at USC. Mm-hmm. Mark Perry's playing the championship game with TCU. <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. It is. It is. It's pretty great. Um, and hey, just want to say, Dijuan Johnson, every time I watch Toledo play, this guy's making plays. He's a stout kind of tweener, but I think he'll be a, a, a edge in the NFL. I, th- I think interesting player. I'm just telling you. man, right. how to use his hands. Uh, you know who else knows how to use their hands, AJ? <laughs> Rob. As we get into our NFL Week 17 superlatives, starting with the rookie quarterback rundown, Kenny Pickett's hands may be small, but they are mighty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Primetime, baby. I think he earned the new nickname that we've been giving him. Uh, is he the best quarterback in the league? He, Kenny Pickett is the best quarterback in the NFL when in primetime down a score on the last drive of mm-hmm, the game. Mm-hmm. In the last two weeks. It's inarguable. I don't think you can argue that. <laughs> like, okay. This performance against Baltimore was so uninteresting. Uh, 15 of 27, 168 yards. Game-winning touchdown. Great Completed play. just 55.5% of his throws, 6.2 per attempt. Uh, but he made his biggest throws on the final drive. Same as the Raiders game. Uh, obviously, the, the touchdown to Najee Harris where... He, he, he gets out of the pocket, kind of out of structure, lobs it up into the left corner of the end zone touchdown. Uh, on that same drive, he had the big throw to Pat Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. And the throw to Steven Sims, I think, was his best throw of the night. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think the real takeaway for Pickett in this one was uh, just like how good he was on the move and how how productive he was, you know, getting out of structure and making throws off platform. Like he, he had the one like, you know, uh, I think there was the one to fire me with where he was moving left and then threw back across his body for the first down. And he did that pretty consistently. And again, yeah, it wasn't, if you take the whole body of work, it wasn't too impressive. But hey, you take bits and pieces of, of the last couple of Kenny Pickett performances and like other than completing deep passes, you got yourself something there. He has been, I think, if they don't win the last two games, and I know, again, he won them clutch moments through the game-winning touchdown back-to-back weeks. Mr. Pronto. The pick yeah, right Both, right both times, like? both times, they scored less than 20 points. Uh, they were playing against the Raiders, who are a team who ended up benching their quarterback after the game. The Ravens, who are other second-string quarterback. Um, he has thrown six touchdowns this season. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't realize like, that's, yeah. He has thrown only six touchdowns. And you're like, oh, well, he's run for some. Yeah, he ran for three, so he's nine touchdowns. Nice. Nine interceptions, 11 starts. It's like, again, he plays competent football, and when they're running the ball, he makes a couple throws a game to Pat Fryer. I mean, George Pickens will make one insane grab. Yep. Um, They win, and it's very reminiscent of Mac Jones last year, except he's not putting up the same numbers as Mac Jones. And I think people really came back down to earth on how they feel about Matt Jones this season. Mm-hmm. I have my doubts with Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's had that one game where you're like, oh, man, this is a franchise quarterback. I know, again, I know he's won the last two games. I know those last two drives in both games were incredible from him. But you have to see it from start to finish. And he hasn't had a game where it's just been – that's the guy. It's very everything right around him, and he could be an Andy Dalton. I just I don't know if that's the answer. I think something else you have to consider too is he's already twenty four. Like he's old. Like he's older than Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, some of these other guys. Uh, I don't know, AJ. I'm I'm biased in the fact that I am a diehard Steelers fan. I want him to be good. He's won the last two games. The Steelers have a slim chance of making playoffs, but a chance still. Do you th- like realistically? Do you think Kenny Pickett is a ever going to be a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL? No, I don't. But uh, if he can just keep making these uh, game winning drives, Steelers fans are going to love him. It's, I, I mean, it's true. <laughs> no, I don't. I, but I like if if could he be the sixteenth best quarterback for a couple years in a row? Yeah, sure. If everything around him is is right, I mean. Mr. Irrelevant's playing better football than him. Like, yeah. I know it's it's a better situation, better play calling, but, I mean, Brock Purdy's making more, to me, I think each week you're seeing more complete games from Brock Purdy. Again, better overall playmakers, better overall offensive line, better play calling, but I don't know. Kenny Pickett's a bit of a gamer. you got to give him that. I just don't know if that's a quarterback who, three years from now, you're really confident can bring the Lombardi back back to Pittsburgh. Hey, if he gets them to the playoffs the first season, Lombardi's Lombardi's a wait in them. That's all I got to say. Don't right. don't be don't be within one score of the Steelers in the fourth quarter, all right? You're I'll, in trouble. I'll agree with it. I'll agree with that all day long. There's no better final drive quarterback than Kenny Pickett. Give him the offensive rookie of the year. 
Um, which, speaking of, uh, Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett are both way too high in the offensive rookie of the year odds. I've seen like some people like really trying to pound the table for Purdy to win offensive rookie of the year. Like, if if he had played the whole year and put up these numbers, sure, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't care enough. But it is it like the odds right now are insane. Like Chris Olave is behind Kenny Pickett. Last I saw. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. uh yep. That's uh, right now. That's not right. right now, Kenneth Walker is the or sorry, Ken Walker is the favorite. Garrett Wilson second, Brock Purdy third, Kenny Pickett fourth, Christian Watson fifth, Chris Olave sixth. B Rob Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco Tyler Algier. I don't think any of them deserve it. No, should I would give it to Garrett Wilson. I think, but I think I would give uh, defensive rookie of the year to Sauce and offensive rookie of the year to Tariq Willen. Okay, that I. <laughs> Just, just make it rookie of the year. Who just won? Yeah, just won. All right, tell us why Desmond Ritter is amazing. Uh, Desmond Ritter is amazing because he threw one more yard than Kenny Pickett. Uh, that's the other thing, AJ. Obviously, we both watched the Steelers game. You had the Falcons game this week. I looked at the numbers. I was like, Desmond Ritter's numbers are maybe better than Kenny Pickett's. Didn't I, hey had a game-winning drive himself? Pfft, no big deal. Um, yeah, I think he was better than Kenny Pickett. Um, 19 of 26, 169 yards, completed 73% of his throws, 6.5 per attempt, lost a fumble, ran for nine yards against the Cardinals. Yeah, the fumble was a fumbled snap, and it was maybe more on Drew Dahlman. It's like, yeah. Um, he's come a long way since that first start, I feel like. This Where, is what I was saying last week. Yeah, I mean, he, like, wasn't, like, anything special. Um, uh, but no, I thought, like, in command, and was doing pretty good stuff in the pocket. Um... Escaping pockets, like running for first downs, I thought was fun. Um, got the Cardinals to jump on a hard count back-to-back plays, which I thought was fun. And, like, just making good throws. Like, nothing nothing special. He had, like, one deep target. That was a good throw, but didn't, didn't get completed. Um, but, like, just ripping stuff pretty well and, like, doing what he has to do. And then had a, had a good um, finisher on the, on the last drive. Third down and eight and tight window and made the throw. They uh they play Atlanta or sorry they play Arizona. Tampa this week. Oh yeah yeah. And I'm wondering, does Desmond Ritter have a little extra motivation because he's trying to play the Falcons out of being in the range for a quarterback? <laughs> I mean I I don't know what you do, but like they should have got him in in the in earlier in the year. I know that's for I sure. Know. And also he should have had a touchdown pass. Patterson dropped one. It was like through the ground. So. It's it's two weeks in a row where if he had done this in week seven, week eight, or like week ten and week eleven even, I think people would be a little bit excited, but it's because it's so late in the year, the Falcons are so out of it, no one's even paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um I just I don't wanna like I wanna see them kind of give him a chance because I think he has shown enough t- that I, you shouldn't yeah. Like if they were in position now, if they were in position to, to dra- draft Bryce Young that's a different story, but I I think he's shown enough that they shouldn't reach on freaking Will Levis. No, I agree. I mean, but I don't know like what what's the next step for this franchise? Like I don't, they feel pretty aimless Purgatory. to me. Yeah, that's I think that's an issue. But again, that, I think that leads to more that they should have gotten uh gotten Ritter in earlier, and he made some good throws. Like I like on the move. I thought he moved moved well in this game. Um, wasn't taking those silly sacks like I saw in that first game. Um, 
yeah, making making good throws, made some throws off platform too. Um, and then yeah, like I said, should have had a touchdown. It's a nice back throw, shoulder to Cordero, and he dropped it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought he was good, and like like when the pocket was collapsing, made plays on the run, and uh, like the only bad play he had was like a fourth and two near the end, so they kind of rolled him, gave him the half field read, and he didn't make a play, and he kind of just not, wasn't a good play. But other than that, I mean, he pretty pretty good. I mean. I, I thought he looked better than Pickett did in a lot of games. There you go. With a lot That's less, I, I mean, last week. I will say the run game was going really well more in Algier later, but, um, you know, not, not, not a lot going on around him, you know, but yeah, you're right though. Smith, Smith has called a really good running attack, but. What about Skylar Thompson? What'd you see from the, the sky, man? He, uh, he went 12 of 21 for a buck for a touchdown, a pick. Played 57.1, 4.9 per attempt against the Patriots. Yeah, was, this is nothing impressive, I thought. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He came in the end of the third with Teddy getting hurt on the pick six, and I don't know. Like <laughs> The interception went right off Tyreek Hill's hands. It was a th- like The throw was low and behind, but not much there. Um, the, 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 there was really not much going on. I don't... I don't think that the Dolphins want to see much more of Skylar Thompson. I know they're hyping him out in the preseason. I think he'll be on a roster for a while, but I don't know. I don't think there's anything there. You've seen far more Skylar Thompson this year than you ever would have believed. It, that's that's for sure. That's for, I, I wish it was Dustin Crum. That's all I'll say. Where is the Crum man? I don't know. He was on the practice squad, I think. But yeah, I don't Dustin know. Dustin Crum. He's on the Red Blacks of Ottawa. <sighs> There's a future Hall of Famer. He's on the Chiefs practice. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's a reason Teddy Bridgewater got the start. Teddy didn't play too poorly before the before he played poorly, but I don't know. I don't know. The Dolphins are that's a hell of a collapse there too. All right, finally, let's get to Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, who uh, for the first time was kind of in a bit of a pickle. Uh, the 49ers got down to the Raiders, but. They they ended up coming back. They won the game. Jared Stidham, secretly the Superstar, best Patriots, Patriots quarterback of the last five years. Um, Purdy went 22 of 35, 284, two scores, a pick, 62.8% completion rate, 8.1 per attempt. See, like, every week his numbers are better than every other rookie quarterback. <laughs> and, and, like, I still don't think he's the long-term answer. But I think each week I come away – Believing he is at least one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's also like two years younger than Kenny Pickett. Um, older than Trey Lance, though. Uh, the but, first touchdown was an easy one to Brandon Ayuk, uh, who, if you know, Ball's one of the best receivers <laughs> in the NFL. Um, they, 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 again, they, they make it easy for him, but he also makes these, these plays where he just looks so good at a structure. The mm-hmm. second touchdown, he kind of, uh, build of a, a dirty pocket to his left, rolling out, kind of gets his hips back around, finds George Kittle uh, coming across in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, he made a couple big-time throws in the second half when they were losing. There was, it was like a, a – what was it? Second and 20 maybe. And and he like completes an 18-yard pass to Juwan Jennings – uh, where he just kind of rips it into a zone, a hole in the zone. Also, Ty Davis Price converted for the first down on the next play. Stunned. Um, just very uh, again, nothing like wow, his arm's so great, or 
Like he's so athletic. It's he's just very like un unflappable. Uh rarely rattled. Does a really good job extending and remaining a passer as he extends, making plays out of structure. They've got so many playmakers. They're calling such a good game. They run the ball so well. Like Christian McCaffrey's doing a ton of damage after the catch as a receiver. George Kittle's rumbling everywhere. Like, I don't know. I the I think we'll 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 continue or, or I think come playoff time we'll we'll get a better yeah. true sense of who Brock Purdy is. But yeah. I mean, it's 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 five straight games now with two touchdowns. He's only thrown for under two hundred yards once. He he consistently looks like a solid starting quarterback, um, especially given the context. He's Mister Irrelevant and a rookie. He's playing against teams who were in obviously not the Raiders, but like. The Dolphins, the Bucks, the Seahawks, the Commanders—all those teams were in, in playoff contention mm-hmm. at, at one point, and then obviously the Raiders this week. They've won all those games. He's—he—he's he, now. It's not all just him scoring the points, but they've had over thirty points every game he has played in that stretch, except for one against Seattle. And that's just because the Hawks are built different. exactly. Um, and and I don't know, AJ. I don't know. I I think it's gonna be really interesting if he has. I now. I, again, have a hard time seeing him leading the 49ers to the Super Bowl and winning. But, like, if he if they lose in the, let's say, the NFC Championship, but he doesn't have, like, a meltdown or anything, like, it's mm. going to be really interesting to see this Trey Lance-Brock Purdy debate come the summer. Um, I'll throw another debate your way and ask you this. Right now, do you think they'd rather have Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo? Purdy. I think so, right? I think I think I think like I don't know because again it's gonna be hard to gauge until we're in the like to Jimmy's credit he's run the system well in the yeah. big moments he's gotten them to a Super Bowl uh, he's gotten them to do an NFC Championship um, and so it's hard to say until we see Purdy in these high stakes situations yeah because really until this week we hadn't even seen them struggling with a team. And the team they struggled against was one of the worst teams in a league who was starting Jared Stidham for the first time. <laughs> so, like, again, still a high-pressure situation for the rookie, but, I mean, his two touchdown passes came in the first half. Like, it's not like he was picking them apart There's in the no second Kenny half. Like, they yeah. needed overtime to win. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's certainly interesting. The stuff he's doing off script and like you know getting off, um, you know getting out of the pocket and stuff is really really unexpected to me. I, I didn't, I didn't expect to see that. And I think that's what maybe what would, um, if you ask Shanahan the the deep dark truth truth of his heart, maybe he'd he'd take Purdy over Garoppolo right now because Jimmy wasn't getting that much done, uh, you know, off script at all. Exactly. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be a fun kind of storyline come the summer i'm sure it will be fun at first and then get like unbearable, oh it's gonna but... get old so fast it's not gonna be fun but yeah anyway <laughs> that's all our rookie qb talk this week but next week we'll have sam howell in the mix let's go five touchdowns bucket uh I, no seriously that's for real i had a dream guys um let's get to rookies of the week where Boy, oh boy! I don't, I don't know if you got all the good offensive rookies. I didn't have any. No, oh no, no, no! I had like one. I, had, I didn't really have any good choices. I thought it was kind of like a bad week for rookies. Okay, so I kind of cheated. 
Because I was like, I, I was sitting here, I was like, I don't, like, it, it's not fun when you just give it to one of the quarterbacks we've just talked about. And, and I was like, should I give it to Kenny Pickett for the game-winning drive? Should I give it to Brock Purdy because he was solid? But, like, neither of them were dominant or anything. Like, clear. So I just gave it to the undrafted free agent running backs. Because Jalen Warren was key mm-hmm. to the Steelers' win. He was. Key to keeping Najee Harris fresh and giving Najee maybe the best game he's had this season or in his I, career. I love that they realized that Warren and Najee aren't that far apart. And Warren getting more touches just only helps him too. Najee, yeah. Jalen Warren ran for a uh, career high seventy six yards, six point three per attempt. We had that sick kind of jet sweep to him, where he rumbled for like thirty yards, mm-hmm. caught three passes for twenty two yards, and he's honestly, I think he's one of the best pass protecting running backs in the NFL. They, they obviously they look pat ourselves on the back. We're we're big Jalen Warren fans, and they found something. And I hope they kind of continue this type of split going forward because, you know, going back to trying to pound Najee the whole game and, you know, Warren comes in for two carries and looks good. What's the point in that? When when you can split it, you know, maybe 15 for Najee, 10 for Warren, and, 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 and they're like, both averaging five a pop. Like, it's, it it's, works. Especially when Warren's so good in pass pro and a competent yeah. pass catcher. Uh, again, he should have been drafted. Um, should have. Uh, Adding to the undrafted free agent running backs group, Malik Davis looked pretty yeah. good in that running back two role on Thursday night football against the Titans. Um, ran for thirty nine yards, twenty three in the air. He he's just kind of kind of similar to Jalen Warren, just very physical tackler who fights for every damn yard. Decisive, and, I feel like he just yeah just goes. Dog, he's good. Florida. Did Florida have the best running back doing the the country last year? And neither of them got near a thousand yards. Correct. Uh, and then, to a lesser degree, Jordan Mason had a sick touchdown run. He did. He did. He, he looked like beast mode against the Raiders on the touchdown <laughs> run. He just had two carries, thirteen yards, and that touchdown, just five snaps. But every time he gets into the game, he he looks awesome. Uh, he doesn't technically qualify. But uh, because he hasn't had enough carries this season. But if you look at the uh, most yards after contact among NFL rookie rushers this year, he is in first at 3.7 yards per carry. And, like, the next best is, uh, I think, Damian Pierce at, like, 2.3. Like, that's how far ahead Jordan Mason is. I hope the 49ers get him some more carries this week. Maybe Georgia Tech had the, had the best backfield, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Jordan that's Mason. True. He's been... He's been good. He's been good this year, and I mean, remember that the preseason? Like they started like saying, "Well, this is this is someone," and I think I picked him up at fantasy really early, and then and then it didn't come, and I thought, okay, well maybe they're dead because like they had, you know, they had all those injuries, and Mason wasn't getting the touches. Then slowly it came, and it's it's still slow, but he's looked good every time he's touched the ball. How bad was Jeff Collins at being a head football coach? Because <laughs> I remember uh, Georgia Tech twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff Collins' first year, Jordan Mason, uh, he was just a true sophomore, I believe, for the for the Yellow Jackets, looked really good. Ran for nearly 900 yards, and then kind of diminished role the next year. Makes sense, like kind of split in time with Jameer Gibbs. It was the COVID year, and then them both last year, and like yeah, Gibbs was great, but he still did not reach his full potential until he left. And like Jordan Mason faded so much into the background that he went undrafted, and like. Kind of came out of nowhere for the 49ers. Unsurprising, it's yeah. with the Niners. But. Imagine if they ran the triple option with them, though. That's such a good point. They, they would have won the Natty. 
that's that's for sure. Speaking of transfer running backs, I'm giving it to one of my favorites, Kenneth Walker. Or sorry, Ken Walker, KW9, who I don't know, wasn't like an amazing game, but another good back-to-back bounce-back performance. Um, had 133 133 yards on the ground on 23 carries. Started on the first play where he ripped off a huge run, just a nice little cutback, got outside. Uh, nearly had that like the angle killing speed, but just got caught, kind of got clipped. Um, 60 yards there. Uh, and then after that, I thought it was like just a consistent, you know, was running more consistently, which I think is a good sign. That's been something that's kind of been uh, been his issue this year. Um, had one really nice spin move on Sauce in the hole where he made him look silly and got outside, uh, ran for the first. Another game, too, where I didn't think the offensive line played great. And like after that, I don't know, three or four starts with an injury in the middle um, where like he looked, uh, I don't know, after being so hot coming in for Rashad Penny. Uh, it, it's it's come back around. It's come back around. We're like recommitted to running him last week against the Chiefs, and then this one from the start. And Seattle kind of just sat on the ball the whole game, and uh, he looked good. And I think that's I mean, obviously bias as hell because we both like Ken, Ken Walker a lot. But obviously being a Seahawks fan, I, I'm always gonna hope he's good. But um, yeah, he's he's been good, and I uh, the touchdowns kind of you- have disappeared. But yeah, I think he's gonna keep it going. Good. Do you think he like like I said he's the favorite for rookie of the year right now? Obviously, there's this. I feel like normally at this point in the NFL season, um, it's kind of taking shape who the yeah. rookie of the year is. Yeah, especially especially on offense, it can be a little more cloudy on defense. Um, I I think this last week's actually kind of important for it. Like I kind of feel like a lot of these guys are so close together. It's whoever ha- like if one guy just goes out and balls yeah i feel like that might secure the award for them which is cool it's uh, like a heisman run you know like and, and and now this is to me it's it's ken walker it's garrett wilson it's christian watson it's chris olave i don't truly like unless brock pretty i don't know brock pretty would have to do something insane um i really don't think any Pickett should win it uh but like if if one of those receivers goes out and has 120 yards and two scores or, or like ken walker runs for buck 50 yeah. Like, I feel like that kind of secures it. Yeah, like, if Walker goes down as a huge game and gets Seattle gets into the playoffs, then, yeah, I mean, more on Garrett Wilson later, but he, I think it's – I think right now if I had to vote, I would still give it to Garrett Wilson overall. But, yeah, I, I think you're right, though. It's like a Heisman a Heisman week, <laughs> which is um, cool. And if Brees Hall didn't get hurt, it seemed like it would have been him. Probably. Uh, and if Damian Pierce didn't get hurt, he'd at least be in this conversation still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think he's been the best rookie running back this season. Um, going to defensive rookie of the week. Oh boy, AJ. Again, I had a tough time, but for the opposite reason, uh, I just, which, which young lion pass rusher do I choose? Oh boy. <laughs> so I just gave it to the, yes. I gave it to all of them. Cause the young like, lions, the young lions, it was so fun. Like, I am the Justin Fields trumpeter of the, the, all the trumpeters. Mm-hmm. And, and and he, he ran for, like, 100 yards in the first quarter. Got kind of banged up and didn't run much again. Obviously, he's not playing this week. We get uh, to watch Pitt legend Nathan Peterman, which Let's maybe go. that'll make Kenny Pickett even better. Um, <laughs> and he Fields just didn't stand a chance. Holy shit. Oh, my Lord. James Houston had three sacks. And a forced fumble chasing Justin Fields down from behind. Aiden Hutchinson recovered said fumble. Aiden Hutchinson just half a sack, but had an interception before the half where, like, it didn't really <laughs> matter, but it was sick. He lined up, like, 
seven yards off the ball right on the sideline. And I just don't think Justin Fields ever knew he was on the field. And, and he just stepped in front of um, a, like a drag route and picked it. Uh, like he also one. He also had I, 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 two or three like major stops uh, on Justin Fields' run plays. And it's like if he misses that tackle, it's Justin Fields, right? Like it could go sixty to the house. Yeah, it, there was especially one where it, it, Justin Fields ended up getting five yards on the play, um, but like it was if Aiden Hutchinson didn't make this tackle one on one in the hole, it would have been a house call. Um, so yeah, it might have been five yards, but saved like a fifty yard touchdown. Um, he also had a couple pressures on top of the half sack, um, and. Josh Pascal, boy, oh boy, my baby boy, two sacks. The first lining up on fellow rookie Braxton Jones, uh, just kind of leaned on power and, and got through the block with a, a nice little rip move. Sacks Fields. The second one, he's kind of playing contain, working a tight end and right and the right tackle, uh, and, and Fields kind of breaks contain. And he just kind of chases him down. Um, it was it was really fun to watch all this happen. Uh, I can't believe how dynamic a pass rusher James Houston has become. Yeah. One one of the sacks he actually dropped in coverage, uh, and, and then Fields kind of got outside the pocket, and uh, he just shot out of a cannon from I don't know seven yards downfield, and and ate Justin Fields up, um, and one of them was just kind of. Takes on a, a tight end. Hustle, 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 hustle. Uh, hustle. It, it's, it, yeah, hustle. Um, he just is so, like, so explosive. Has a shockingly deep pass rush repertoire. Yeah, yeah. And, and just plays his ass off. Um, another, like, uh, another one of the sacks, I think it was, it was a, a against the right tackle. And, or sorry, the left tackle and uh, which again, Braxton Jones more than a bit. Yeah. And um, he just kind of out athleted him, kind of lined up in a wide nine, out leveraged him, and and like as Brax, uh, like he he got underneath Braxton Jones and like sacked Fields through Braxton Jones, um, all the while like a couple of the times like I think Aiden Hutchinson could have got home if he was faster, but like these other guys were beating him to it. <laughs> like that, like the when the lines are up and the, these guys can just pin their ears back, it is really fun to watch. Especially so because all like Pascal's a true power rusher, James Houston's a true speed rusher, and Aiden Hutchinson, it, it feels like he's got the power. He's a good athlete. He's not the bendiest guy in the world. Yeah, but he 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 he's like the king of the hustle sack. So it all just comes together really well. They combined for five and a half sacks, a pick, a force fumble, uh, fumble recovery, and eight pressures. That's that's pretty wild. Like over the course, over three dudes. Who who I thought they were all kind of underwhelming last week. I had them there, so I love to hear that they just blew it up this week. I, I it was so fun. That that was one of the most fun rookie games I've had this year. I, I had a fun one too, and uh, to that point, I couldn't I couldn't split it. So my defense rookie of the week is both Sauce Garner and Tariq Woolen. I give it maybe maybe Sauce gets the one A and Woolen gets the one B. So because um, Sauce Sauce four PBUs, which is big time. Jeez. Only two catches allowed on on seven targets for thirteen yards. 
Uh, one of the both two of the PPUs were in the end zone too. One like reaching around DK knocking away. The other like onto a faint, which I thought was a pretty good play in the in the corner there. Um, and like he kind of shut down DK. DK had one catch for three yards on the game. Uh, did have a drop where he kind of like it was like a perfect throw from Gino on a go route. Uh, Sauce was right there like in good coverage. Uh, and like I think just like how close he was kind of just threw DK off and didn't make the catch. Tough catch. Uh, overall, just a really 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 good game. And I mean. Exactly what you expect out of Sauce. And on the other side, Tariq Holm was really damn good, too. Um, had seven tackles, only one PBU. Uh, four catches allowed for 29 yards. Also recovered a fumble after, like, a Seahawks interception, which was kind of, like, a, a clutch play. Um, and then he was in coverage on Garrett Wilson a lot. And one was, like, a, a drag route where he stayed in trail, uh, stayed in his hip pocket. Like, of course, gave up the cash. Like, that's a, that's a tough one in man, right? But uh, immediately tackled him. And I kept him short on a third down. Um, not a lot of players have been able to do that to Garrett Wilson this year. He's broken a lot of tackles, made a lot of guys look silly and, and get to first downs. And then also late in the game, had an awesome PBU where he just jumped to throw to Wilson also. Uh, nearly turned into an awesome interception, but um, just couldn't hang on and read the route perfect. And watching these two guys, um, you know, at all, you know, in the same game, and they're all one of them was always on the field, was a, was a fun, fun, fun matchup. And obviously, like, you know, the matchup had the hype going in where one of these guys is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I, st- I, I don't know which one. I mean, I think Sauce was better, but they're both really fucking good. Like, T- Woolen was great tackling. Sauce, like I said, did get, you know, made to look silly by Kenneth Walker on that one run. Um, was, wasn't great against the run, but who cares when, you know, you're knocking a bunch of balls away. Um, they're both great. They're both great. I think they should split the award like they did this week, but in real life. That's, that's my take. Do who would you actually give it to? Obviously, I, I've done Sauce games, but usually the Seahawks game, Every week, except for prime time, and I've seen Tariqul in a couple times, so I'm biased. I would give it to Sauce Gardner, um, especially kind of further away. I feel like he's he's given the Jets that that secondary's that, been so fucking lost for so many years. You know, the Jets that is like like so like last year, like there was nothing in that secondary. I know DJ Reed coming over from Seattle constantly uh, helped a lot too, but yeah, I I think right now. Pound for pound, sauce is sauce deserves it. Uh, I, 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 I think, very close I think, though. I, I agree, and I think that the best way to put it is I think sauce is the better corner, and Trequil might be just the better playmaker. Right now, yeah, I I don't disagree. I mean, Willens come up with a ball, right? I mean, just stupid because they're both they're both playing at a Pro Bowl level, and mm-hmm. thankfully they both actually made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, um, we are so lucky to have gotten. To enjoy them both this year, and I'm so lucky. It's been that a really fun defensive rookie class. So like both my guys. So, you know what we're not lucky about? Speaking of uh, rookie corners, yeah, I got two rookie corners. Yeah, well, the Titans. Yeah, uh, I got the Titans. <laughs> same one. Yeah. <sighs> now, now, respect to Trey Avery. He was undrafted. Like I don't. Like ha- had a good PBU too the, in the game. He, he's 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 had a couple moments this year. Yep. He's he's been playing starter snaps, uh, the last three weeks. Um, he, he's uh, what I'm saying is he is despite s- some struggles he has far out ex- exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. Whereas teammate Roger McCreary, on the other hand, who was a uh, a second round pick, 35th overall, near damn damn near first round pick, yeah, has been I think up there for the worst rookie of the season. Yeah, uh, I, he, again, he had a couple games early this year where he played well, and then it 
it yeah it's stacked on stacked bad games now yeah and it's the fact that he's just kind of thrown in the fire having to be this this team's top corner a lot of weeks christian fulton getting hurt um uh, killed farley just i don't think mm-hmm. he'll ever be healthy um and and kind of here we are Whew, the cowboys took advantage of those two yeah. uh McCreary gave up five for 44, but got called on two DPIs and defensive holding. Uh, Avery gave up four catches, 39 yards, but a 51-yard DPI. Which was brutal. Just just even a prayer, and he just yeah. he had to make DPI. Yeah. They combined on 16 targets. They gave up nine catches, 83 yards. Not terrible, but then you factor in 79 yards and penalties. Yeah, and Avery Avery like ate up that play action on the goal line and left Dal- left Dalton Schultz wide open for the touchdown too. Yeah. I know they didn't credit him, but I think you could throw that one on him. And and I, I McCreary, I just find just he gets so panicky when yeah. the ball's in the air, like he can't. The short arms are showing up; they've shown up all season. Yeah, uh, and he's just not playing the ball well in phase. Like honestly, every team who plays the Titans should. Just try and get a one-on-one matchup with McCreer. Just he he even nine ball because there's a good chance he'll DPI you. And he he had that one like decent PBU like uh, on a deep ball late in the game, and I, I kind of thought it could have been pass interference again and then get called. Um, yeah, and that hold was crucial on the third down. Like they got off the field and they, he got called for holding, like just so unnecessarily. He, he's been he's been called on four DPIs this year, three defensive holdings, two illegal contacts, and an illegal use of hands. A lot of penalties. Yeah. That sucks. Poor guys. Yeah, but, like, I think, like, Trey Avery had that one nice PBU, too. Like, again, it's – this is much more about Roger well, McCreary than – Yeah, and to make, to make it worse is, I, I, I like, Trey Avery's had nicer moments this year than Roger mm-hmm. McCreary. Yeah. Like, there's been a couple times where he, he, he's, like, showed some nice click and close. Um, if I, I, I mean – Again, undrafted out of Rutgers. Like, mm-hmm. he's not supposed to be playing. He's just stepped up and had to play. Um, like, he, I don't know. Roger McCreary, I think, leads, leads the league in yards given up this season. <laughs> Tough year. The Titans have, have, have the money have fallen, and it's hilarious that they could still make the playoffs if they just, the Jaguars choke. Not happening. Jag Nation rides up, baby. Duval. Going to primetime star. I, again, I didn't want to just use a name I've used. So, like, Me too. if you go Kenny Pickett won the game. I thought Jalen Warren was deserving of this, a- but I, I, already, I already went with him. I just put down Traylon Burks. I know he had the drop, but he had that great play on the sideline yeah. where he showed insane balance to stay in bounds. Got us a bunch of retweets that way, too. Shout out <laughs> Traylon. Uh, five touches, uh, 86 yards because he had a 20-yard run. Like, he hasn't had the same season as Chris Olave or, or, or Garrett Wilson or, mm-hmm. or Drake London, but he's had his moments where I think you're confident this thing could come together. It's just been a bad situation. Like, you go back to that Packers game where he was really good, um, and, and, and he he had, like, a solid first two weeks of the season. was like, kind of banged up for a while. He's had moments. I thought this was a pretty solid game from him um, in a really bad situation where Josh Dobbs was starting on yeah. short notice. Uh, and, and you've seen some of the, that special yak play he can make uh, that he made at Arkansas. So, I, I don't know. I came away like not the most amazing game, but very solid. Yeah, it feels like a lot has gone against him this year. Like you said, the injuries, um, the, the shaky quarterback play. And also feels like they just don't want to get him properly involved too. Like I feel like they're doing a good job. I think with Mike that. Vrabel doesn't like him. I 
it's felt like that like since Malik Willis. since the start. Yeah, it. Hey, I think it, it, it's he's maybe one of those guys that I mean, Vrabel didn't want to trade Brown, and that's why Robinson got fired. And you know, maybe that's one of those, you know, where they butt heads. And I think that's honestly, I think that's silly because Traylon Burks kind of seems like a guy that you know Vrabel could like. I, I anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I, I, he definitely could have had a better rookie year. <laughs> But all things considered, it it was he showed the glimpses and had that had the awesome touchdown in the Eagles game too, where he got knocked out on too and had left with the concussion. Um, so it just feels like he hasn't been able to get his footing. But the, the glimpses have been there. Hi, right, and you say footing, and he had some sweet feet on that sideline. Yeah, there you go. And then the drop. You're right. Uh, I'm going to stick in the same game. I, I agree with you. It just felt like there's a lot of guys that we we're going to put elsewhere. So I gave it to uh, Tyler Smith. Tushman, who I thought played a really, really strong game, and then also uh, oh had to kick inside and play guard in the middle of the yep. game. So I wanted to just give him a big shout out for that because that's a fucking tough ask. I know he's did it a little bit and was maybe drafted to do it, but uh, mid game that felt like, oh god, what are they doing? And it, yep. it worked out fine. I mean, again, it's the tight ends, but it worked out okay. And I think a big reason is that was Tyler Smith played a really strong game. Yeah, he, uh, again, a, a guy who had a lot of flack before the season. And I feel like we don't even talk, like, he's not talked about that much anymore just because he's been very solid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I had him for, like, looks like a miss, like, in a positive light uh, mm-hmm. last week. So, yeah, I mean, he's been really good. He's been, again, I, like, not many rookies have been more important to their teams than Tyler Smith has. All right. Going to underwhelming performance, uh, I'll give you two pass rushers. Uh, starting with Travon Walker, who again on like given the recent attention Kayvon Thibodeau's received, good or bad, uh, and Aiden Hutchinson just in this young Lions pass rush, Travon Walker just still hasn't had that game. And I know he it was his first game back from the injury. He yeah. didn't play a ton. He, he played just twenty six snaps. They kind of got up and, and took him out of the game. But he was very like he had one one pressure where he hit the quarterback, but it was just kind of a hustly play and the quarterback uh, Davis Mills holding on to the ball for too long. He gave up a twenty. They dropped him in coverage like far more than they, they love doing. It's kind of interesting. Like I don't hate like them getting the most of his versatility, but anyway, he gave up a twenty six yard catch. It was just like a very quiet game, and it's just looking. It he's had a solid rookie season. Like he hasn't been horrible. It's been fine. Yeah. Like, if he was the 28th pick, I think you'd be like, okay, like, we've got the pieces here. Um, but it's the fact that he was the number one pick. He went ahead of Dibdo. He went ahead yeah. of Aiden Hutchinson. Um, and he just hasn't really had that pass rush production. He's He's been a, a very useful player in other aspects. But, yeah, so that that was underwhelming. It's funny and, that you bring that up because I was about to bring that up in a, in a different light in a bit. So, And Dominique Robinson, who... As you remember, week one the, like the, was our rookie thing, of the right? week. <laughs> how far how far ago was that? Long ago was that? Dominique Robinson, one and a half sacks week one. Hasn't had a sack since. Remember when they traded Robert Quinn? We're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like you're tanking. Like, look, let's have Dominique Robinson play more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's played he's played well over fifty percent of the snaps every week since week ten. Has had like no pass rush production was invisible against the Lions. Yeah. I know that that offensive line is very good. And again, he's a fifth round pick out of the MAC. He's he's as you remember, he was a, a former receiver who's only been playing this position for like two years. Um, but 
kind of since taking on that starting role, he's only had three pressures since week 10. Uh, hasn't had any in the last three weeks. And again, just nothing going on against the Lions. Playing playing 66% of the snaps. Yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way. Like when I'm watching Bears games, it's like I'll check the snap count. I'm like, he played 55% of snaps? Because I don't remember seeing him. like that. Type, yeah, exactly. That type of performance. Um, My guy, my underwhelming performance is a guy you're going to – you see all the time, but – uh, Garrett Wilson, I already mentioned him, just didn't have a great game, even with Mike White back, who was kind of off his game, didn't play a strong one, but still three catches, 18 yards on 11 targets. Wasn't like a, you know, a brutal thing. And like, like I said, Woolen had a really nice PBU coming um, undercutting him and it was a really good play by Woolen, but it felt like Garrett Wilson also could have came back to the ball and fought a little bit harder for it. It was kind of later into the fourth and they were trying to keep the keep alive and they just, he just didn't also had a bad drop on a fourth down. I mean, it was a tougher play, but it was a drop nonetheless. Kind of, kind of just like, kind of got screened on it, I guess. But the ball was still there. Um, like I said, wasn't wasn't getting any yak, wasn't making guys miss, and I don't know, just just didn't feel like a Garrett Wilson performance. And even with his guy White Mike back, just just didn't really get it going. I don't. Again, I, I this doesn't worry me long term or anything like that. But just uh, yeah, just didn't get it done. If it were to worry you, it'd be because the Jets will never find a quarterback. Exactly, I, but it also it also sucks because all the other rookies play great. You know, Walker played great, Sauce played great, Willen played great, and uh, Wilson didn't. <laughs> uh, but over a thousand yards on the season. Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, looks like a hit. Chiefs corner Trent McDuffie. Yeah, who's just because he was late to the party hasn't gotten the same attention as Sauce or, or Tariq Woolen or. Or even the non-corner defensive rookies, but he has been really good every week. Uh, gave up nothing to the Broncos. Three catches, seventeen yards. Had a strip sack where they 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 uh, blitzed him from the slot or from the nickel. Uh, they play him inside and outside. He just is such a technician. He he's been so good. He has been like he he's 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 played at a Pro Bowl level as a rookie. He I I'm pretty sure he's get uh, when targeted the lowest completion percentage among NFL rookies against him. So he um, but the, the good thing with him is you're right. He hasn't gotten the attention he deserves, but he's going to get in the playoffs. I I would assume, you know, and maybe it's a ne- yeah. hopefully it's not negative attention, but the, he's going to get attention in the playoffs. I will uh, like kind of at times give me some Jair Alexander vibes. Who. Uh, Lived up to his shit talking this week. So. <laughs> Wore the noggin boss. Goat. Fucking goat stuff. Um, my looks like a hit is a guy who has not looked like a hit the entire season, so I want to give him some credit. Trey McBride. Trey McBride for the Cardinals. Had his breakout game. Seven catches, 78 yards, a touchdown. Um, good game. His first caught touchdown of the year was just like a... They had like an instant red zone after that. Uh, after the the, 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 the Dolman fucked, fucked up snap. Um, he kind of just like came inside on a fake block and then went out with a roll and little dump off to him. And they, he did like a penguin slide into the end zone. It was cool on his belly. First NFL touchdown, uh, was doing a lot of work on like crossing routes for on the first drive. had a nice gainer on a, on a crosser. Um, but yeah, another one where he's just like finding space on a crossing route. Um, he got behind the defense, got the cards out of their own end zone. Um, <laughs> another crossing route was just wide open and, and this one could have went for at least 40 yards, and David Blau just airmailed it over his head. Kind of got a piece of it. Um, also, like, I liked it. They had a nice, like, little wheel, like, to the sticks where, they, where Blau kind of threw it behind him. 
and McBride just kind of like used his body to shield the defender, but like you know, still momentum going forward, which I thought was a good play. I mean, I've not liked what we've seen from Trevor Fry this year, but this is, I think this is what the Cardinals expected when they drafted him. And getting at least one of these games, you know, tight ends mm-hmm. are one of the positions that take a while to come along in the NFL. Getting one of these games in his, in his rookie year, um, that's promising. That's promising. And I think they needed to see it. And, um, and here it was. He played a, he played a strong one. Um, going to looks like a miss. I'm kind of more calling my shot here. Uh, because it hasn't totally come together this year, and that's more because lack of opportunity for him. But every time he's on the field, he seems to make a play, and that's Drake Jackson of the 49ers, who um, only played 16 snaps against the Raiders, came out with a key interception on a batted ball by uh, Kerry Hyder. Um, he's just a bit, a bit of an energizer bunny for them when they get him on the field. And the 49ers just seem to always have these guys behind on the defensive line behind like Eric Armstead behind Nick Bosa who some of them generally are guys who are revitalizing their career Arden Key comes to mind uh but Drake Jackson I feel like next year is just going to explode um he's actually up there in pressures among pressure rate I should say among rookies uh this season because he's not playing a lot but when he's on the field he's impactful he brings so much juice to that 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 um, kind of like third wave of defensive line they rotate in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like, I mean, hey, the guy only has three sacks on the season, but, like, Travon Walker only has three and a half, you know? Like, he's been productive when he's been on the field. Uh, and if, if you look at um, sacks combined with uh, QB knockdowns, he's at five this year. Which is a little lower than some of the guys drafted in the same range as him, but he's played like half the snaps of yeah. those guys. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just going to come with opportunity, and I, I think he's going to always kind of be that you know that situational guy. Me, I don't know. I, I just feel like we haven't seen enough of him to to really determine what he is going to be. Um, but he's been good. That, that being said, you know. My um, looks like a miss is also Edge. I, I really just had to get Kayvon Thibodeau somewhere. So to me, he's a miss for the guys who, who took Edge over Tibbs. I mean, I I, I mean, the, I think the Lions are happy. Um, I think the Jags, like you said, they got a versatile piece. But he's been the Thibodeau's been the best pass rusher of the three of them for sure. And he looks like he's gonna be the best player. Period. I think um, five tackles, yeah. a, a sack where he he ended Nick Foles and did <laughs> the Snow Angels. A couple TFLs. Uh, also, I had a nearly probably would have been a pick six too, where he like just kind of just couldn't bring the ball in and falls through into the flat where he just he just caught it and uh, you know like it was just a nice end up being a nice PBU. Um, it started from the first snap where the first play of the game he just ruins the I think it was the tight end backside and just just blew up gone to the backfield instant pressure for the TFL. Um, the sack was just untouched. It was just really brutal leaving him unblocked. Um, overall, just a really strong game and. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if you if they were to if the Jags were given the pick the first pick again, do they take Travon Walker again? Like I, that's what I kind of wanted to ask you. I wouldn't, but I, I give on Thibodeau over Travon Walker the first time around. I did too. I, I'm, but I'm not. But I'm not. I know. I had I had Hutch over him. Thibodeau was six on my board. Oh, so. yo, you had Hutch over him. Yeah, I had Hutch over him. I I knew that because you're biased. How you many picks? If you were, were no, of yeah, course well. Not. 
That's the thing about Aiden Hutchinson. He's playing the wrong position, AJ. Mm, exactly. I said that when they he's took Ed, him. He's Ed Reed. Basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thibodeau's been been awesome, especially down the stretch. And yeah, I mean, it's just I think it's just a miss for anyone who who took Edge over him. Well, I, I think too we've we've seen a couple like man, this defensive rookie class has been so fun, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's funny because. Trevon Walker was the first defensive player taken. I don't think you've seen super like he's he's had his moments, but I don't think you're looking at him after this rookie year and thinking that guy's got superstar potential. Yeah, uh, I don't feel that way about Aiden Hutchinson either, for for that matter. But like Sauce Gardner, superstar potential. Kayvon Thibodeau, superstar potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tariq Woolen, it's not the same because he fell so freaking far. But superstar potential, you know? Hutchinson's um, got, like, that fan favorite for a decade potential, though. Yeah, they're very good player. Like, Derek Stingley, before he got hurt, I, I think was one of the five best rookie corners. Like, I know he went ahead of sauce and kind of faded mm-hmm. just because he got hurt. But I don't think people realize how solid he was playing for such a bad team. Um, hey, Jalen Petrie might have superstar potential. Um it's been it's been interesting, uh, but yeah, I think you do it all over again. You you have to take Kevon Thibodeau. He looks like the only guy who's gonna be a consistent double digit sack guy, which sounds funny just because he has less sacks than Hutch this year. Yeah, and 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 and, and James Houston, um, and George Karloftis. Uh, but I mean, he, he impacts the passer more than any other pass rusher. Karloftis feels like the one we haven't talked about as much this year and a lot of his sacks are just like like uh, i had the chiefs game this week for example yeah sack a lot of his sacks are just kind of like quarterback holds, holds the ball up too long mm-hmm. he gets there like he's been solid definitely no doubt yeah i just don't think he like looks like some stud pass rusher like he looks like a useful starting player yeah i agree with you um and like that kind of guy you know when we're not when he's not overly positive or not overly negative it's hard to kind of fit him in sometimes exactly exactly uh, speaking of negative, needs to step it up. Braxton Jones. Boy, oh boy. Braxton Jones is, has, has been such a fun out of nowhere fifth round starting left tackle all year. Has been really good in the run game. Raw at times in pass protection, but holy shit, he got taken advantage of against the Lions. Poor guy. And he's had such a good year. like Yeah. Especially for where he like, got drafted and where he's coming out of. The fact that the Lions could throw so many different, like, again, I was saying that the kind of different flavors of pass rusher you get with just the rookies. And, and like, he couldn't handle James Houston's athleticism. Hutch didn't line up against him very much, but uh, going from James Houston to Josh Pascal, who are yeah. completely different players, yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't have the anchor for Pascal, and he didn't have, like, the bend to keep with James Houston's undersized and- leverage mixed with his speed. Not to not to criticize him too hard, but that's probably why he didn't go top one hundred or anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my my needs to step it up. I think you might push back against me a little bit. Um, I, I'm going to see Drake London. I, I kind of just want to have a conversation. I, I didn't think he was poor in this game at all. At five catches, forty seven yards. Um, but I, like, I think on the year I wanted to talk about him a little bit. Like the Falcons have done a bad job using him all year. Uh, like I said, they did a bad job managing the quarterback. I think, but I think for next year you need to see a big leap for him to justify for, for where you took him. Uh, I, th- overall. I think that I think the pieces are there, and it's made worse by the fact that Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave look like mm-hmm. slam dunk Pro Bowl receivers. Yeah. Um, but again, you have to mix in the fact that he he had to deal with Marcus Mariota for much of the season, who was kind of by like all metrics not only 
the least aggressive passer, but one of the most turnover-prone passers. So just not a good spot for Drake London to be in, not given a lot of chances. I talked about last week how Desmond Ritter was giving him these 50-50 ball chances, and he was mm-hmm. winning constantly. Um, he he hasn't had a 100-yard game this year. Yeah, Cold, but two, 290 plus, I think, though. He's had five games over 70, two over 90, and another yeah. over 80. Um, like you've seen the flashes. It's just so hard to like this team wrecked Kyle Pitts who had a thousand yards yeah. as a rookie at tight end. So it's like, I can't say until I, they get a real quarterback and a real offense going. In. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you, but like, I think if even if putting it's, you're right, it's hard to say, but putting him in a vacuum, I don't think he's got like the type of playmaker you expect taking top 10 type of you, you upside. Know who I, can, I think he could be like Michael Pittman production. I think I think that's a essentially if 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 he does become that I think that's a bust. I well, but but like that's not like Michael Pittman's a good player. He's okay. I'm not, but you remember I've never been a Michael Pittman fan. I th- I think he's mm, um I think like his absolute potential is T Higgins, which is a that's a good player. That's a guy that could be a wide receiver one on a lot of teams. Say, I don't think he has the same juice as T Higgins. I don't know, I don't know so either. You know what I think's been the big disappointing though for for London? The yak hasn't been there. That's that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. That's kind of what I wanted to bring up because you know, we okay. You know, they haven't been given the fifty fifty chances that he deserves. Um, you know, the Falcons' offense is just shit. He has played decent, but look at his yak numbers. They've not been strong, and that's something that like a lot of people who are like, this is a top ten receiver. He's big, and he's got that yak ability that not a lot of big receivers do. And they weren't wrong. You know, he he did that a lot at USC, um, but that hasn't been a thing this year. I'm not. I'm not saying it's been like bad, but like he hasn't even been on Higgins' level of yak, and that's not a guy who's known for his yak game. You know what I mean? Um, maybe maybe more of a Pittman. You're right, but yeah, I, I don't know. But again, I think this really comes down to the Falcons being a disaster. But I just wanted to bring that conversation up to, to kind of just wrap up his rookie year a little bit. Um, I, I mean, it's fair. He, he hasn't like he's. I don't know. It hasn't been consistent. The the good stuffs look quite good. Mm-hmm. He kind of disappears for stretches, but again, they wreck Kyle Pitts, so it's hard to say. Yeah, it is. And I mean, look, if if Ritter breaks right, they figure out this Paxton game, They the duo of Burks, um, not Burks, sorry, of London and Pitts can definitely be something special. I mean, something that, that can be very hard to stop. Um, but I don't trust this coaching staff to do that. Um, going on to not ready to play. Uh, I'll go back to the uh, Chicago Bears well, where I will talk about the fact that they've – it's not uh, – th- they shouldn't be playing three rookie corners, AJ. But they are, buddy. All at once. And two are undrafted. <laughs> and Kyler Gordon was their second-round pick, and he's the worst of the three. Um, <laughs> yeah, those boys got toasted against the Lions. The Lions just had the best day, and all the rookies showed up, and none of the Bears did. Well, Jaquan Brisker played okay. He missed a tackle that ended in, a touchdown, but um, Kyler Gordon gave up six catches, seventy-six yards. Mm. Had a DPI in the end zone for thirty-four mm, yards. Not good. Josh Josh Blackwell three targets, just one catch, but it was a thirty-yard touchdown. Jalen Jones three targets, three catches, forty yards. Combined to give up ten catches for one hundred forty-six yards, a touchdown, plus thirty-four more on the DPI. And it's it's like uh, like obviously they're going to struggle against Amon Ross, St. Brown, and. And, like, the, the Lions have a good wide receiver core. Like, DJ Shark, 
uh, Josh Reynolds. Um, um, the, the Lions are the most likable Khalif team. Raymond. Khalif Raymond. They're, they're the most likable team in the league, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Just wanted to be, and the Bears are second most likely. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I just want to say, like, this defense has been bad. And they've got, like, a lot of spare parts on it. They're playing a lot of rookies. They're playing three, four rookies in their secondary. Um, like, Eddie Jackson got hurt. They traded yeah. Robert Quinn. They traded Roquan Smith. They're playing Dominique Robinson, who's a day three rookie. But, like, frick. Matt Eberfless was a defensive coach. And this this whole, like, I don't know if you've come away feeling great about him. No. Like, I, you, you're feeling good about what Luke Getze was able to do with Justin Fields, which, for sure. but Which surprises yeah. me, like, uh, to be to be honest. But, yeah, I yeah, don't disagree. Um, year two for Kyler Gordon is going to be huge. Because we've had the glimpses, but there's been a lot of bad for him. Yeah, there's been uh, – I feel like the glimpses have – Become further f- yeah. between, like you know, it's it's he gets picked on most weeks now. Yeah, few, fewer and further between. I I, I agree with you. That. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how to say it. Um, <laughs> you know who I wanted to bring up for my not ready to play, Bernard Raymond, who like didn't have a bad day against the New York Giants. Like I think from, from where that he fr- has had a couple good ones in a row though. That's that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. I, that's kind of what I wanted to discuss here. He's gotten way better than when he first got that playing time and. Who was that against? The t- what game was that? I can't remember. We just got dusted over and over. <laughs> like on Thursday night, I think it was. Um, the Eagles I, might have been the Eagles. That's a that's a bad spot. Like I'm really bringing him up to say more that like maybe with another offseason, he might actually put it together because he's gotten better. Uh, yeah, I think. But so. right right now, it's not there. And he was, I don't know who was really on like the the Thibodeau sack where they just left him unblocked. That was his side. Uh, but they blitzed and he picked up a linebacker. I mean, really, he he didn't. He probably didn't play it well. You know, you gotta kind of hand check him inside and let the guard clean that up. But I, I don't know the blocking scheme, of course. But yeah, I'm just not Coach, a good look you, there when, when you he got Nick Foles killed. You, you're not smart enough to understand Coach Saturday's blocking scheme. Oh my God, no, of course not. I mean, in my, I think they're trying to funnel everything to the center. So to me, <laughs> to, to me, Bernard's got to kick that guy inside, do his job on the outside. The real man playing in the middle. Um, but, no, I, I kind of want to bring it up because, yeah, I think he's put it together a bit. And with an offseason, maybe he can turn into a guy that starts for a while. I, I just want to – but it's not there yet. Yeah. It's not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the glimpses have been good, especially um, – With how bad he was. Look at, look, well, when you look at Evan – Evan Neal hasn't had the same great glimpses as Ray, Raymond. Yeah, on the other side. Opposite, just, just thinking – yeah, exactly. Um, go to best day three rookie – how about uh, Jalen Naylor coming alive yeah. on his on the, like the last nine snaps of the game for the Vikings as they get blown out by the Packers? <laughs> three three catches, eighty nine yards, and a score. Like his speed was making a difference. He's a guy who I know they're actually in the playoffs and like trying to win a Super Bowl. He's a guy who I feel like just that speed in the playmaking. He's, he's been a good special teams player. Um, Deserves more looks. I don't know. Let, let him run a go ball every every yeah. thirty snaps. Uh, so I put him down. And I, you know what? The Jags got up early and just like threw all their backups in. Gregory Junior from Uashita Baptist, our boy, yeah, got in the game and like was okay. Gave up three catches for forty one yards and five targets, but like looked solid. Like looked like an NFL player. And like that's such a big leap from. Wushita Baptist, which I'm still mm-hmm. not sure I can pr- I'm pronouncing right. Pretty sure that's um, right, Wushita. Okay. Uh, like, they've produced only NFL players you've never heard of, uh, of course, other than Hall of Famer Cliff Harris. 
who played for the Dallas Cowboys in the 70s. Uh, maybe the next Hall of Famer is Gregory Jr. I think so. I agree. Um, <laughs> going back to Naylor quickly, I I know, like, obviously they got Jay Jets there, but I feel like you could take a couple Adam Thielen snaps away for, for, for some Jalen Naylor deep balls, you know? Thielen's kind of been uh, been a little washed this year, I felt like, but yeah. KJ Osborne's a stud, so it's all good. Um, my best day three rookie is a guy who we've mentioned, I don't know, multiple times the last five weeks, I think maybe every episode, uh, Tyler Algier, who I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy his football, uh, 20 carries, 83 yards and a touchdown kind of, I don't know, felt, felt better than that too. Uh, one catch for 12 yards, which he actually looked good out in space. Um, had a good game, had a good game. They, they had one play where they just did this like neat little like sideways toss on a third and long, like third and seven, he picked up the first. Um, and like every time he kind of got to the edge, he's hard to stop when he's out the head of steam. Um, seems to always have like another gear as he passes the line of scrimmage too. I, I really appreciate that for a bigger back. Um, and like was constantly just finishing runs, dropping his shoulder. And I thought the like the, the line was doing a really good job. They opened up a lot of good holes. Like I said earlier, Smith does know how to call that run game. Um, like I think he's gonna be a plus running back if he, if he gets that blocking. Like I think he could definitely be an RB one. Like not true, but you know what I mean in in a, in a rotation. And I think the best play was um, he just absolutely obliterated Zayman Collins. One run, like just Collins kind of came in, came into the into the lane a little off balance. He kind of got blocked, but <laughs> Algier just fucking ran right through him, like almost ragdolled him. It was a ton of fun. Uh, had another big run called back to. I think it would have put him over 100 yards. Came back on a hold, just like altogether, like just a good back. And I, a guy who I think is getting a little overlooked right now, and better than I think I gave him credit for pre-draft too. And I might have been higher on him than you were. So he's he's just a very good football player. He is like a starting NFL running back. Yeah, especially with the blocking that they they had some big holes with this like a little bit of a patchwork O line too. Like it was pretty impressive. I mean, it is the Cardinals, but still. Um, going to best UDFA rookie, I go back to the well of Kurt Hinnish. Hinnish? The I, Texans rookie nose tackle? Yeah. Hinnish? Hinnish? I don't Heinish? know. Hinnish? Uh, just a monster. As the <laughs> blew them out. Like, I had two TFLs. Uh, he just kept kniving into the backfield. Of course, when the ball wasn't run towards him, it was going for massive gains uh, to Travis Etienne. Uh, but that's okay. Um, just a really out of nowhere guy who last year, if you asked me, or like three months ago, if you asked me, he'd be starting NFL games. I would say, <laughs> heck no. And guess what? He's he's top five, I'm pretty sure, among NFL rookies in TFLs. Okay. That's why he's the GOAT, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, when we do our all-rookie team, he'll be on it. Yeah. It's also been not a great interior defensive line rookie class. It, it hasn't. He's He might be up there for real. Uh Jalen Warden excluded. I, I thought the top UDFA this week was uh, one of my favorite players in the league, Rashid Shahid, who I just keep pounding the table for to get more touches. And he did. Six catches, 79 yards. Uh, was the leading receiver in this game, even with Chris Olave back. Uh, he's the best player on the team, even with Chris Olave back. I'm just excited to see him going into year two. I think he could be like a legit third receiver gadget, deep shot dude. Like, like if he isn't already, like he's that good. Um, had like I think one of his I think I think six, 60 of his yards came on came on one play or fifty so on, uh, where he just cooked uh, Bradbury to win deep. It was sick. Just like that that deep speed is hard to handle, but he's turning into a lot more of like a real wide receiver now, and that's kind of what I've hoped to hope. Like I, I think I asked the Saints for that like I don't know six weeks ago, and it's he's turning into it. It's it's a lot of fun. 
You love to see it. Do you have any other UDFAs or no, should we? Let's, let's jump. Uh, I I used all mine for offensive rookie of the week. Uh, rookies who flashed rapid fire. Jamison Williams had a forty yard jet sweep against Bears. <laughs> yep. and didn't see the ball again. Uh, Iki Aquanu up until the end of the game against the Bucks where he got beat for a strip sack. I thought he like he would have been my rookie of the week honestly AJ. Wow. And then he got beat for the strip sack, and I was like, uh, this this is <laughs> it's too hard. It's, to pull. T- yeah. it's tough to put him now. Uh, Isaiah Likely, who had that nice little touchdown against the Steelers in prime yep. time. Um, DeMarvin Leal, I don't know if you thought he played well, but I did. I thought he did yeah. a good job, and he played far more this week than normal. Over fifty percent of the snaps against the Ravens. They're kind of they're they're playing uh, far more defensive linemen uh, to stop the run, and he looked pretty good. He did look good. Uh, Jalen Petrie, although he misses a lot of tackles he makes a lot of them and he had a nice little um uh diving interception uh and snoop connor scored a touchdown he did score a touchdown um my first guy you tried to put a fork in him last week but not so fast my friend taekwon thornton was back and in business um first catch was like a sick like deep toe tap grab who they, they called it incomplete like the, the Dolphins did it right before, and they called it incomplete. So I didn't understand. But either way, great catch because they they kept this one on the on the even with the review. Then I had a touchdown where he kind of like they just threw the pick with Hunter Henry, found the space of the pylon, the front pylon, uh, got in. And then like uh, he had another one where he was just like wide open, and he kind of slowed slowed down a bit. But Mac Jones still overthrew him and had to go up for a grab. Um, and then did have one where like he bobbled a ball, and it would have been on the back line. He would have scored a touchdown. And, like, his foot was out by, like, half a foot, which kind of sucked. And, yeah, but total three catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. It looked good. Uh, also looking at Daniel Bellinger, who had a really good year, and he's coming back after the eye surgery, uh, eye injury. And three catches, 42 yards. I just want to give him the shout-out. Um, I've had Berks here. I likely here. And also my Jay Sanders, who who had a couple flashy plays, which he's been doing. Um, getting his, like, Cincinnati revenge. He got, a, he got a hurry and a pressure. I think he put a hit on Ritter. And also, like, a really nice TFL where he just, like, kind of knifed in on a third and one and got to Algier, just using his quickness and, like, using that slender frame to get between tackles. Made a nice play. And uh, I want to see more of him for, hopefully, the new coaching staff. Going to out of nowhere, Rook, mine had to be Julius Chestnut. The GOAT. The GOAT, baby. Uh, Another undrafted rookie running back. He looks so Uh, good in that preseason. (laughs) Yes, he did. Uh, We hadn't really seen him very much in the NFL this year. And then, bam, 33 yards on the catch and run against the Cowboys at Thursday Night Football. We didn't, didn't put do anything else. We but. didn't put Haskins anywhere, and he looked he looked not bad. He looked okay. Yeah, yeah. He, that, uh, his best run was converting that, what was it, fourth and one? Yeah. How about, yeah. How about I also put his teammate Jack Gibbons again, baby. Yeah, the Gibster? Maybe the GOAT? Just lots yeah. of tackles. Him and Jack, when Jack Sanborn hasn't been playing, Jack Gibbons has stepped up. Uh, they might be the same person. I'm starting to theory. Yeah. Also, I'll give you one more. How about our guy, Dariq Young, for the Seahawks? You know what they're doing with him, Rob? What? They're using him as a fullback, and it's fun. Yep. And Honestly, pr- that makes – if you watched Dariq Young uh, in college at um, Lenoir Ryan, mm-hmm. they, they ran like – they ran like the the single wing, and yep. he would do all this weird shit. So honestly, that makes sense to yep. me. Yep, it makes a lot of sense. I'm the smartest thing Seattle's ever done. Um, he's he's pretty good at it, and it, at the very least, he it's fun. Twenty seven snaps. Yeah, baby, they're they're feeding him at full thing. <laughs> he's pretty good. He's pretty That's good. Hilarious. Um, he should switch his number to like forty though. My my my, my Marcel Reese comp is looking pretty good right now. 
<laughs> Finally start the ruck. It's the last week of the season. I was looking through like kind of the top 100 picks. Who really hasn't played? Mm-hmm. My, and looking for teams who aren't like the aren't in it doesn't matter whatsoever. The Colts not playing Nick Cross after mm-hmm. starting him week one and week two. I don't know what the fuck he's, happened. He's played sixty defensive snaps since uh, week three onward after playing seventy in week one and forty six in week two. And like, not to say he was incredible or anything. He was, pretty but it's good. just like he was. like he had flashes. Yeah. Um, and I know Rodney Thomas has kind of come out of nowhere and been a solid player for them, but mm-hmm. like you took this guy in the third round. He was one of the youngest rookies in the class. He's a freak show athlete, versatile safety. Um, and to start him and then just never play him again seems so strange to me. Uh, he has on the season 17 tackles, a force fumble, a fumble recovery. I just, you might as well play him. Like I, I find it so weird that he hasn't played after starting two games. Yeah. They play the Texans this week. Like they're trying to if they're if they're smart they'll lose to the Texans so the Texans don't get the number one pick. <laughs> but uh I don't know, we'll see. I'm assuming he'll continue to play no snaps. Okay. So I've been saving this to mention this all game. All all game. <laughs> all episode because I know this is gonna make you extremely angry. I just want you to prepare yourself, and I'm going to end the show right after this, so I don't want to hear hear you hear you get upset. Alante Taylor was apparently completely healthy from everything I could find, and he played zero defensive snaps on Sunday. That's just Dennis Allen. That makes sense to me. <laughs> Paulson Adebo started over him. Uh, had that one play where he just got absolutely bullied by AJ Brown. Like the Saints' defense played pretty well overall, and they won the game. But wait, uh, wait man. there's an article written eight hours ago. Dennis Allen boasts development of Rashid Shaheed yeah, and Alante Taylor. Yeah, I don't. Why is there nothing about this? I don't know. I I searched. I'm like, I I, I like I noticed he wasn't playing. I found the snap counts, and it was zero. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I figured it's because he was out, but he was not out. It was really weird because he played some special teams. And yeah, he played eleven special team snaps. Yeah, yeah. I, that I don't is, know. Why has a Saints reporter not asked? I don't know. I don't know. He's he's started every game since week seven until this. It's so weird. And played and, really well. Yeah, and I know that's the Eagles and like some tough matchups, but like it's not like you should trust Paulson to Debo more. And it's he's your best corner. He's right your now. best corner. Lattimore had to pick six. Lattimore played a good game. But also, okay, like, Lattimore was back. Is so is that the, the thinking? Marshall Lattimore got healthy, so let's bench a really good rookie who he took top one hundred. Maybe, maybe that seems so weird. Yeah, that's really weird. Um, and last, I just I get it. I just want to see some David Ajabo. I just want to see some David Ajabo. Yeah, I know. Every every week, it's like, man, is it coming? Like, I, yeah, yeah. Like I hope let's get him in that James Houston role like yeah. early in the year. Just when like he's five playing. snaps. Like, ten, yeah, yeah. Give him ten snaps. That's it. Let him pin his ears back. Like, throw yeah, away. Oh, had that. a good game against the Steelers, I thought. And, like, throw away and a job with, like, a couple times. That's it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right. One last week. Week 18 still feels uh, Wrong. weird to say. But yeah. um, here we are. Uneven records, uh, which is scary for Mike Tomlin because <laughs> it it really makes this Browns game important mm-hmm. that he doesn't ever have a losing record. So. Even if they don't make the playoffs, the Steelers need to win because I can't stand the idea of Mike Tomlin ever having a losing record. 
Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.